The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr, and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative. I have my friend, Ernest Chapman uh, from Level Up Branding. Ernest, how you doing? Doing great today. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. For those of you listening, uh, we are recording this on Halloween. And oh my gosh, I love the mask. If you can't listen, if you're listening, he just put a crazy mask on. Uh, but luckily, he's not keeping it on for the entire episode. Um, Ernest's company does some incredible stuff in the branding world. Now, if you've listened to this, you know that sometimes I kind of downplay the importance of branding, especially when it comes to the aesthetics. But it is this massive piece of it. And what I love about Ernest and why I wanted to have him on the show is really like the holistic way that he sees brand aesthetics fitting into the way that a retailer could grow their online store and grow, you know, not just online, but really the brand at large. So Ernest, I'd love to know, like, can you give in the quick version, what is it that you do for people that are wanting to grow and where brand fits into all of that? Yeah, uh, great question. And I mean, I'd love to attack head on any any beef you've had with branding in the past. I mean, usually that beef is with branding done wrong um, and, and done out of sequence. So that, that's a fun conversation I love to get into. Basically what we do is we help people level up their brand and there's levels of business. There's levels of growth that you hit at different stages. You go from startup, you grow, then you sometimes have a pivot. Some people can scale. If you don't die when all that happens, some people eventually exit. They become part of a portfolio. And if you're like Coca-Cola or Kleenex, you can even become immortal and go to brand heaven um, and look down upon the rest of us mere mortals with shining infinite presence of your brand equity. Um, but what we do is we help people, we help companies level up through those different levels. And we do it with branding, applied branding to marketing and, and creating the identity as well. So there's, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. So practically speaking, what would that like for a retailer who they're trying to grow online and maybe that there's just not this brand fit yet. And they're like, yeah, sure. I want to get online sales, but my brand's just not great. And I think that one of the mistakes that people that, that I see a lot is this idea of, okay, I just need a new, a new logo. I just need new fonts. What do you what do you say to someone who's in that position? Like they want to up their game from a branding perspective, and they know the impact that that could have, but maybe they don't know where to start. Like where do you, where do you push people like that? Well, I want to start at the top of the waterfall. So I want you to imagine as a waterfall, and and most of us are standing in the bottom where the water lands and, and has that pool collection pool, and that's really at that point that's marketing and sales. Although sales is also at the top, the way I think about it. But if you're at the bottom and you're going, okay, I, I, you know, there's all this water coming down. Let's start climbing up the waterfall. And if you're, if you're going to make a website, if you're going to put content out, if you're going to do a podcast, if you're going to make videos. And I was just talking to a client today. He's, he wants to make all these videos and he hasn't sold anything yet. And I'm like, hold your horses. Um, there's something at the top of the waterfall that you have to get right first. And that's basic fundamental things like product market fit. 
You've got to know that you can sell your products or your services into a market. And then that identity, that brand identity, that strategy and identity at the very top of the waterfall, there's a lot of stuff that happens before you start drawing pictures and creating logos and color palettes and fonts. That stuff's kind of midway down the waterfall. That's design. And it's crucial. It's critically important because it is often the first thing your customers see. But when that person made that logo, well, what were they drawing a picture of? They're drawing a picture of a feeling and it has to be simple and striking and bold and it has to sell. So your brand is not your logo. Your brand is how your customers feel about what you do. And it's how they feel about what you do for them. So we've got to tap into some emotions. We've got to tap into some strategy and we've got to go upstream to really define a brand. Yeah. So when someone's, okay, yeah, I, I'm in, I want to do that. I want to go upstream. Where would they even start in that? Because I, you know, everything you're saying resonates so much for my own business and for the people I know that are listening of like, okay, yes, I get this idea that I do need to go upstream, but especially if someone already has some traction, like what, what kind of questions are they asking themselves as they're beginning to evaluate those things? I like to start with alignment because if you're in alignment, then you're not going to burn out or run out of energy. Everything that you run into that's an obstacle will be felt as a type of resistance that you can push through rather than drag that'll pull you down. So the alignment questions, you know, we, we have six chunks to our process. And the first two are assessment and alignment. Assessment's pretty obvious. It's just looking at your business and saying like, what are the fundamentals? Do we have the fundamentals in place? Um, when we get to the alignment, it's questions like, what is the mission? And what is my passion? Can we put those things together? Because if my Ernest Chapman passion is in alignment with the mission of my company, then I'm never going to get tired of pushing through the, because the, the, every business owner has crazy stuff happens. Your kid gets sick, um, you know, like you get a flat tire, you know, you get a refund, bad review on Google, something. If I'm passionately into the mission of the company, I'm in alignment, then what do I do that I'm really good at? That's gotta be in alignment with the product or service. So like we go through these categories and we make sure we're really aligned. I think it's, it's something that a lot of people skip. Looking at the driver, not just the car, looking at the business leader, not just the business that's built around them. Even if you're building it to eventually replace yourself, you need to have that alignment. So we start there. Gosh, I love that. It's, I think it's so easy sometimes to get started on something and feel like it owns you and you don't have a choice in what you're doing. And it's such a healthy thing for entrepreneurs to evaluate, like, am I passionate about what I'm doing? And if I'm not, what could be different that would make it not, not even just a passion because I think a lot of us are passionate about the end result and we're not necessarily passionate about the process itself. And I think I love your, even your wording of it. It's not passion, it's mission. What's that deeper mission that drives us forward? So what after that? Because it seems like your process is so cool for people because it's it's hitting much deeper than like, you know, just the aesthetic piece of it. What after that? What are you, what are you doing with people? So let's let's just talk briefly about alignment a little bit more because there's there's really four things that have to come together. So there's the mission of the company, there's what you sell, the offer, there's the market who you sell it to, 
And then there's product market fit. Like, are they actually buying it? You put those four things in alignment and you align those with you as the person. And those are just the business fundamentals that have to kind of be there anyway. It's like, you know, if you go to any entrepreneur center, they'll have you fill out a business model canvas, right? There's all these kind of frameworks that are similar to that. But we really want that to be solid because then the next step is to look at your positioning. And your positioning is what category can you be number one in? So if you're going to stand up loud and proud, wear, you know, dress for the job you want or brand your company for the customers that you want to attract, put that bait out there and reel them in and you're really going to do this. You don't want your efforts to be wasted in something where you don't stand out, where you're just one choice among many at the bottom of the shelf and nobody cares. You need to be in a, in a top position in a category that you can own. And sometimes that even means inventing a category. So that's really the next step is we get deep into the positioning. Man, I love that. In doing this, I think that a lot of people are like, okay, so I'm going to go and um, I think run in one of two directions, either super downplay branding and be like, okay, well, I'll just go get on Canva and I'll just make something simple. And then it's going to be all these other pieces, or I'm going to go and get like a super expensive agency and go through this full process with them. And, you know, cause even when I'm restarting up, we don't want to start with the wrong branding. Intimidating. Yeah. Just, and it seems like it tends to fluctuate yeah. between those two. It's either like brand is everything or brand isn't important. But what I, like we were talking even before we clicked record here that you really see it in a different way than that. How do you see that, that type of activity? Like what should people be focusing on? Well, I have worked on large branding projects and I've worked on small branding projects. I have rehabbed brands that somebody's cousin who knew how to draw pictures made a logo that was a mess. You know, I've seen a lot of different things and I've designed the program that we currently have for mission-driven entrepreneurs to make it digestible. So you can actually learn how to make sure you're in alignment how to do the positioning, there's deliverables for each step. There's, there's processes that, that you learn, that we work through together. Um, for example, the positioning, there's, there's a brandscape exercise and in that brandscape exercise, what you're doing is you're just putting all the other brands side by side that you belong in the lineup of all those other mm -hmm. brands and putting a hole where your brand goes and asking, you know, when you get to the end of the process, you put your, your brand in there, does it fit? right? You know, we have those kinds of, of things for messaging. We build a messaging matrix. Um, we also have for design, we, we show you how to, how to put it all together, how to build a creative brief, how to get the designs made so that when we get to the point where people are drawing pictures, picking fonts, picking colors, it becomes kind of a two-way option. Either you learn the whole process that you would normally be paying an agency a lot more money to do, and now you own the process and you can either assign it to someone in your business to, to do cycles on later if, if things change and evolve, or you can do it yourself. Or if you need to, we can also hook you up with world-class designers. We got, we got people, you know, there's lots of options. When you get to that point, when it's time to draw the cool pictures, make the logos, make all the, you know, all the visuals, like at that point, you've got the stuff that matters the most. You know who you are, what you do, who you do it for, how you do it in a way that's all packaged together, that's unique, that stands out. 
That's yeah. actually way harder than drawing a cool logo. Once you've got the creative brief written, drawing a logo is, is like not that big of a deal. It's funny you say that because to me, that sounds so daunting because honestly, I'm just not super creative. So when someone comes in who isn't this incredible artist, because I think a lot of people are super intimidated by that concept. What does it look like for them to be like, wait, I can own my branding process? Like that doesn't even register for people sometimes, right? Um, yeah. So for that person, like, what is it? What's the the thing that gives them, that equips them to be able to do that? Oh, it's working with people who've done it a bunch of times, who know mm -hmm. where, to, where to step, who know how to do it. You know, it's, so it's, it's curriculum and then there's coaching. And if you get caught, if you get stuck, there's support and there's the ability for us to come in and build it for you if needed. But you know, where this came from was, was one day I was realizing, okay, if I do everything for my clients, if I continue to just do all of it, then they're not actually learning how to do it for themselves. I'm just selling them a fish every day, selling them a fish. So it's like, I want to sell them a fishing pole. And they, they can go catch a fish. Um, and so, so then your, your question is really valid. People say, well, yeah, but I'll never learn how to fish. It's not as hard as you think. If you have mm. a, a framework and a process and you have a little bit of support and a little bit of help. Uh, I mean, a lot more people can do this than they realize. So yeah, they hold back. They don't hire a big agency, but they also don't really do anything. And then this is where it becomes a bottleneck on their growth because it's not ready for prime time then all of a sudden they want to go build a website. All of a sudden they want to go do anything that requires visuals and they're just shooting from the hip and improvising and they don't have any kind of a foundation to build it on. So if I were to hand you, if I were going to say, hey man, you're going to come over to my house and you're going to cook dinner. And you're like, okay. And you get over to the house and there's nothing in the fridge and there's nothing in the kitchen. And I don't know what anyone wants and you don't know whether or not we're vegetarians or allergic to shellfish or <laughs> and it's just like whatever mm -hmm. and if you screw it up you lose millions of dollars in potential revenue all right make dinner that's how people approach logos a lot of the time they just mm. have some random person that doesn't really know their business build their logo for them and then they think they have a brand yeah and then they then, then later on, you know, I run into him and that we came up with this whole methodology called brand therapy, specifically for that situation of people that, that, that move too fast and didn't really have it dialed in. Yeah, man, I love that. And honestly, I resonate with it a lot. It, it reminds me of there was this relatively long season in my business where I was working with contractors for different things, whether it was email marketing or like copywriting and whatever. And honestly, like a lot of the projects didn't go really well. And it wasn't like, I even think probably in some of your examples, they probably were working with good agencies, good people. But if you don't hone in on some of the, the strategy and the things behind it first, that was my problem was going to a copywriter, but I didn't have an offer fully fledged out. So they weren't set up for success. I wasn't setting them up for success in any shape or form. But instead, if we can go through a process that really helps map out the things that either you're going to get some outside help with or be able to take in-house, but it helps us learn. I think sometimes the most effective thing to learn is what questions need to be asked and in what order. Um, and if we can dial that in, that really is what helps us 
in the long run. At least I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but it seems like your process would be incredible for that. I have a good friend who's a, a VP of marketing for a company I will not name who's struggling right now because they're outsourcing creative design work, but they don't currently have a creative director. So there's no one to give them the recipes that really they really need to nail the design work. So they mm. keep getting this half-baked design work back and it's like painful, you know? And I'm like, you need a creative director, dude. Imagine you came over for dinner and you actually had a list of who was gonna be eating and you knew their dietary preferences mm. and you knew what we wanted and you could match that up with the recipes that you were really good at. And there's this one guy who's gonna be coming over tonight who's deathly allergic to shellfish. So now you're not serving shrimp. You know, all those little things kind of add up. And, and I mean, put all that in a creative brief. That's, it's a very simple document. It's, you know, one page, maybe a couple pages long that lays it all out. Well, now we get into the fun part because it's like, how do you know what goes in that brief? And that's what we've built all this, this, this process and uh, systems and processes for is extracting that from the business owner who knows better than any contractor what their business is, who they serve, what their mission is and how aligned they are with it. It's got to come inside out. So a few times you have referenced like a creative brief and some of these important things. And in all honesty, like if you asked me to create a creative brief for my own business, I don't know if I could, but it's probably because I don't know what it is. So like, what, what are these things that you've talked about? Because they seem very, very important, but like, what are they really, what are they and what do they really mean for someone? The creative brief is a simple document that's like a recipe that basically puts everything together and it puts it together in, you know, there's like headlines and little blurbs of copy. And it just mm -hmm. says everything that you need to hand a designer to create the identity of your brand. So mm -hmm. it's like a recipe that you would hand a cook that, that says exactly what they're cooking and then they can go mm -hmm. cook it. There's some creativity involved because I may not know exactly what it needs to look like in extreme detail, but I do know the positioning. I do know the fundamentals of the business. I do know the adjectives that I would use to describe it. You know, I, I do know the, the personality elements of this business. I can describe who it's for, what the product is. You know, is it a personal brand? Is it a business brand? Is it a product brand? Mm -hmm. There's all these little pieces of information that if you didn't have that information, and you were designing the, the mood board, the logo, the typography, the color palette, and then all of the stuff that comes after that, I'd just be asking you to be like some kind of psychic and read my mind and just magically know, you know? Um, yeah. It's a guide. It's a, and it, it doesn't have to be very long, but most people don't just wake, out, wake up and roll out of bed and go, oh, I'm gonna just write a creative brief and I just know how to do that. So we're kind of peeling back the curtain on this process. A lot of agencies don't want their clients to know how to do the things that we're teaching people how to do because, you know, well, you can't charge as much. <laughs> That's funny. You know, you it's, know? yeah. And I can see where it's so impactful. And it's funny because a lot of the process that we're doing, it's doing some of that, but in, in a different way. But when you can understand those pieces, like that's the difference between, like I, I see people all the time that are like wanting to hire someone to do social media for them. Uh, and if you're listening, I'm like doing the air quotes with that. Um, yeah, exactly. 
um, doing social media for them. And then they get someone and they don't get the results that they're after when they get that help. And it's because this person, all they really have is here's our new products. Here's some pictures. Can you put these out online? And so what do they have to go off of? Well, they can maybe write copy that they think is good. But if they knew like, hey, we are like my friend Tara, you know, her tagline is well-styled fashion. And there's a lot of unique positioning that this brand has. And so this could be around the confidence. Like we don't sell a product, we sell confidence. We empower people, women to feel good and feel good in their bodies and whatever. You name the that unique positioning. Gosh, like that's going to show up in social. That's going to show up on a website. That's even going to start to show up in the store experience once they really can hone in. Like that's powerful stuff. And it's funny because it's, I feel like a lot of times the things that are so powerful in business are so simple like that, but it's hard to do. Like it's the hard work to really start to figure those things out. And I love that you have a process that really guides people to bottle that up to something that can translate. I would love to know if someone's wanting to do this, where do they, where do they connect with you? How do they, how do they start this going down this road of honing in on their positioning and all of those pieces? Well, the, the first step would be to figure out what level you're on, you know, figure out where you're at. So that's why assessment is so important. You, mm -hmm. you want to know, uh, are you surviving, thriving, or bulletproof? And what level of business or branding are you at? We can assess that in, you know, three minutes on a quick call. That's, that's pretty easy to do. And then from there, it just becomes a question of how far do you want to level up? What are you willing to take on to do it? And are you willing for it to be simple? I mean, it's actually simple when you do it right. Sometimes we have to work through some stuff to get to the simple stuff. My favorite taglines are five words or less. So how do you get to a five words or less tagline? You know, how do you get to something simple that, that just slams? Mm. Um, so what, you know, we've just recently rebranded and our tagline is four words long, level up your brand. That's our tagline. Mm -hmm. And it took us a while to get to that, to, to remove the complexity. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Gosh, um, I think yeah, we all go complicated, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we have to be willing to handle it a little bit, put it in our hands to sort through it. But eventually we've got to let go of a lot of the, the crazy stuff and just like break it down to the core essentials. What mm -hmm. are we really doing? We're helping people grow their businesses and level up their brands. That's what we're doing. So we came up with levels of branding as a framework. And then uh, the, the company name is Level Up Branding. So those the, the Level Up Branding is, is launching this website. It's going to launch this week, .co. Um, awesome. That'll be, it'll be out soon. There'll be a simple intake process and a brand health assessment, a little quiz. You can select, you know, press the buttons and hit submit and see how healthy your brand is. Yeah, man. Well, that is... Like I'm leaving here thinking through so much stuff that I need to be doing even for my own business. And so I have zero doubt that listeners would feel the same. And so just so I know, so level leveluprbranding.co. And we'll put that in the show notes. And if people want to like find you on social, where can they find you? Ernest Chapman, just Google my name. Everything's right now is my personal socials. I got a Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. Facebook profile as well. We'll be building out a group for levels of branding. 
over time. Um, so, you know, by the time you see this podcast, it might already be out because I know people kind of trickle in, but yeah, level up branding and levels of branding will have their own established channels. Levels yeah. of branding is more like levels of energy. So that's eventually probably going to be a book. It'll be a framework that I, that, you know, that I have a lot of teaching material on that I can give people a lot of access to without necessarily becoming a client. Yeah. Um, so Man, I love it. So for those of you listening, Ernest is a, is a friend of mine. We are in a business group together and I really wanted him to be on here because, you know, I talk about brand a lot and I tend to talk about it from the experience and aesthetics is such a big part of that. And I love, I love the way that Ernest and, and his team like approach it in the bigger context. Like they aren't just there to tackle a logo. They really are there to capture the whole competitive, like your competitive advantage and what you, your positioning in the market. And I think that if those things are done, then that is where all the aesthetic things can start to root from. And so I love the order that you're doing it in. I think it's so different from the way that I see so many other agencies out there working. Well, yeah, Ernest, I really appreciate you being with us today. And, you know, again, if you enjoyed hearing from him, you should definitely check out his site at levelupbranding.co or shoot him a DM on Instagram at Ernest Chapman. Well, Ernest, anything else that my audience should know? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. And I love the work you're doing. You're leveling up your clients' businesses. You're giving them access to bazillions of customers through new channels and that's definitely changing lives and helping people and and that really serves a higher mission which i think is fantastic i think my my takeaway or my or my thing i'll offer at the end here is the branding process you know we discussed that it's more than just a logo and there's all these other layers to it but it's actually something you can do and it's something you can do with guidance and support and once you learn the process you can do it again and then you can do it again and the beauty of that is now you own the process. You own your brand in a whole new way. And everyone you hire, you know, Dolly Parton's manager is an employee. Think about that for a second. Dolly Parton's manager is an employee. Most other artists, their manager is almost like there's a weird relationship with managers and they like run away with all their money and they kind of own the artist, almost like, a, like the oldest profession in the world. Dolly Parton's manager is her employee. She's the boss. So if you want to be like Dolly Parton, when you hire people to work on your brand, but you own the process, mm -hmm. you're really just hiring contractors to help you make the design pop and make things look cool. You are in, in the driver's seat. You're in charge. It gives you a whole new level of authority inside of your business. Man, I love that. I mean, I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed that your tagline was not be like Dolly. But <laughs> at level up your branding, I think is still or level up your brand is is good. But I'm just gonna say, had you worked with me, I think it would have ended up with be like Dolly. You gotta get the dot com on that. We'll start an e-com store and we won't get sued. <laughs> we will not. We'll misspell Dolly or something. Who knows? A-L-I. Um, He's been dead for a long time. That's <laughs> funny. All right, Ernest. Well, thanks for being here. And for those of you listening, thank you for tuning into this episode. Hope that you found it valuable. If you did, if you could obviously subscribe and leave a review, that's one of the most helpful things that you can do for me because it helps me connect with other people that I can serve and help equip in different ways. So thanks for tuning in and I will see you next week. Hey, before you go, I, I hope this episode was valuable for you, but if you're wanting more, 
If you're interested in finally gaining traction online and getting off of the hamster wheel of feeling so busy but not getting the results that you're after, we put together a free training where we dive into the exact system that we have used to create scalable, rapid growth in the e-commerce sites for brick and mortar retailers. You can get this training at streamlineretail.com slash podcast. Again, that's streamlineretail.com slash podcast. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Can't wait to see you in our next episode. Thanks for tuning in.